Hi, this is Dr. Ted Cole. Welcome back to Life, Health, and Healing. You can find our website at www.colecenter.com. We're also on Facebook. We've got a few pages there. Cole Center for Healing, Cincinnati Hyperbarics, and Dr. Vitamins. I post information on all of these sites, so if you're looking for more, take a look there. Today, I'm going to talk about doctor visits. (laughs) This can be kind of a point of contention for some people. Now, granted, a lot of this will be my opinion, but after being in the business for over 30 years, I kind of have an idea of what works and uh, how you can get the most out of your doctor visits. So I'm sure some people are going to be upset by some of this information that I suggest, but trust me, if you take it to heart and apply it, you will benefit from this. (laughs) Uh, If not, let me know. I'll be surprised. So first of all, what kind of doctor visits are there? Most people aren't aware of this. There are three basic types. There is the prevention or wellness visit. There is the problem-oriented visit. And there is the surgical visit. What you can do during any of these visits depends on what kind of visit it is. So on a preventative or wellness or physical type visit, you're only doing preventative type work. You can only get certain lab work done. You can't get everything in the world done during a physical. And during a physical, you do not go over health problems. This is not a visit where you discuss your issues and treatments. This is strictly an exam with blood work, perhaps an EKG, and it is based on prevention. If you want to talk about problems or health issues, then you schedule what is called a problem-oriented visit. During this visit, you can only do what kind of lab work is supported by whatever diagnoses you have. Now, I can order any lab work that you want, but the insurance company might not pay for it, and you would be responsible for it. I'll have people come in and Give me this long list of blood work that they want. And say, fine, but, you know, I can't support this with your diagnosis, or if it's a preventative visit, it's not going to be covered at all. If you want it, I can order it, but you will be responsible for it. Some people just don't like that idea, but it's not me doing this. It's the insurance companies. The third type is a surgical visit. This is when you're going to have a procedure done. So if you're going in, for instance, to have some skin lesions removed, you will not, during this visit, be able to discuss your hypertension or your diabetes or your sleep issues. This is for a surgical procedure. So all of these are different. So depending on which kind of visit you're going in for, which kind of issues you want to have addressed, you have to have the proper visit and you have to expect that only those kinds of situations and issues are going to be dealt with during that visit. It's not you know, do everything at one visit kind of thing, and many people don't understand this. Uh, we have to explain it to them that you have to decide what kind of visit you want. So have this in mind before you schedule an appointment. Let the office know what you're coming in for. You need to be specific on this because we have to document everything in different ways this gets back to our side of things now with these electronic records each type of problem each type of visit has to be documented a certain way so if you come in and tell me 
this is a preventive visit and then suddenly we're in a problem-oriented visit. Now I've got to go back and change your whole note. <laughs> this is not very time uh, effective or anything else. It's really a pain. So get it straight ahead of time. What kind of visit you want, what kind of problem you want to have addressed. Now, this is what I suggest you do as the patient. So think of your doctor's visit as a type of business meeting. Have an agenda. Know what you want. Have your list of questions if you have them. Also, if you have any kind of labs or notes or other studies, bring them in with you. People oftentimes want to send them via email or whatnot. This can happen, but sometimes it's awkward. Sometimes they don't go through. It's always good to have a hard copy. So that avoids lots of problems. Be on time. And I know a lot of people complain their doctor doesn't run on time. And that's typically not true in my office. So I'm expecting my patients to be on time because I'm typically right on time or very close to it. And if I'm not on time, it's because usually a patient has gone too long and I've had to spend extra time. So be prompt. In fact, if you're not on time and you miss your office visit, uh, you've missed it. It's kind of like missing a plane. We schedule each person's time for them and them only. So if you are late, you've now missed your time. It's not fair to make other people wait because you were late. It does oftentimes help to have another person present. As the old saying goes, two brains are better than one. I also will sometimes have people actually record the visit, and I don't personally have a problem with that. If that helps them understand the material, be able to recall it better or whatnot, I think that's fine. And we only have so much time for an office visit. It's not really a social call. So this gets into a little bit of my personal thing, but it's really best if you keep your rants to yourself. You know, if you want to go on and rant about the government or insurance companies or your kids or whatever, you want to complain about something, that's okay. But remember, we only have so much time. It's your time. You can use it as you wish. But if you spend all of your visit ranting about stuff, then don't think that I'm going to have all kinds of time to address your actual issues. And believe me, we as doctors have most of the same frustrations as you do, particularly when it comes to insurance companies and the government. We are under tremendous burden of paperwork and regulations and everything else. It's incredible how this has, you know, destroyed medicine for the most part as far as I'm concerned. So I'm very aware of these issues, but that's not really why we're there. We're there for you. We're there for your problems and your issues. And like I say, if you want to do it that way, if you want to use your time, but then don't expect there to be time left over. It's a matter of only so much time is available. Also, if you've got a lot of different health problems or issues, don't expect everything to be addressed in one office visit. This might not happen. There might not be time for it. Don't bring a pile of records and expect everything to be reviewed. I mean, I've had people come in once every year or two and they bring a stack of records an inch thick 
They've seen three or four other doctors. They've had labs done, procedures done. They've got treatments that have been done. And they think in one office as it, I'm going to be able to go through all of that, give them my opinion, divine an entirely new treatment plan, order new... Th- I mean, this is just unrealistic. There isn't time for that. And don't expect doctors to be able to spend a bunch of time outside of the office visit going through your notes and your letters. I will have people write me a five or six page letter and think that now I'm going to sit down, go through all those, investigate and research their case and do it. No, this doesn't work. I mean, (laughs) you know, I'm busy seeing patients during the day. So this problem, your issues, your notes, the labs, these have to be addressed during the actual office visit. So budget time realistically for this. Have realistic expectations about what can occur. I mean, this is only common sense, but lots of people forget at this. Also, you know, the internet, (laughs) it's good and bad. Um, Quite frankly, Any person can get on the internet and find something that a doctor might not be aware of. This is certainly, I think, also common sense. I mean, we physicians, to varying degrees, will investigate and research and look at data and whatnot, but we might not see everything. Obviously, we don't know everything either. But on the other hand, don't think that you can go on the internet and come up with your entire diagnosis and treatment plan. This rarely works, okay? And just because somebody else found something and did something doesn't mean it applies to you. I always have what I call the Uncle Ernie story, and it goes like this. Well, I read about this guy. He smoked six packs of cigarettes a day, drank two quarts of whiskey a day. He got cancer, and he cured himself in two months by eating blueberries. Well, that might have worked for Uncle Ernie, but it's not something I would rely on for everyone. So, yes, the Internet can have some good information, but please understand, and again, people hate this phrase, but it's true, you're not a doctor. Just like I'm not an electrician. I could go on the Internet and find all the information about doing electrical work in my house. Does that mean I'm going to do it because now I know everything about electrical work? Nah, I'm going to leave it to the professionals. And I'm not going to stand over their shoulder criticizing their work. I'm not going to be sitting there telling my electrician, hey, I saw on the internet that this product might be better. (laughs) I mean, do any of you do that as well? Or do you only do it with doctors? So keep in mind, again, It's not that I'm against having patients bring me information or have questions. This is not the point. The point is I have people who come in and demand things that they've seen on the Internet. And this might not work. Because here's the other side of it. Any treatment that I prescribe, any medications I give you, I, as the physician, am ultimately responsible for the outcome. So if you come in and tell me you want something, And I don't think it's a good idea because I don't want to take responsibility for what I know could be the side effects and bad outcomes. Don't be upset that I'm not going to do it. You might find a doctor who's willing to do that. That's fine. No problem. But 
I have to protect my license as well. And I'm not going to put my license at risk because somebody read something and demand that I now do it. I've had this happen a number of times. And quite frankly, sometimes the things they are asking for have been actually toxic and you know, significantly dangerous. So keep it in mind. Uh, th this is, like I say, kind of a fine line sometimes. But what I tell my patients, never be afraid to ask questions. Uh, this is something we'll get into later too. Uh, but don't hesitate. But also have realistic expectations about it. Also, if I answer, if I, sorry, if I ask you a question, please answer it directly and succinctly. Don't go in a long description of peripheral events. So if I say, does your knee hurt? I don't need an explanation like, well, I was at this carnival and I was with my cousin and we were walking down the causeway and I saw this horse and there was this guy. <laughs> you get my drift. This happens. You best stay on task and stay on topic because again I don't have time and you don't have time with this visit to go into some peripheral 10-minute explanation of some kind of event that occurred that really doesn't pertain much to what I'm trying to ask you keep it simple keep it short keep it direct plan ahead for your prescriptions and refills call during office hours if you need something done, don't wait until the end of the day or the end of the week and expect that's going to be taken care of immediately. In addition, don't suffer with a cold or some other symptoms for three or four days and then suddenly at five o'clock on a Friday decide that you now need to talk with your doctor. We have lives too. We have families and there's plenty of time during office hours for you to have that taken care of. Get it done during office hours. Don't wait. If you think there might be a problem, call anyway. Don't wait until it's too late. <laughs> that is certainly something that I think you would appreciate as well. If someone treated your time with respect, uh, just like ours. Now, you have to understand what doctors are trained to do. And again, this is my description, but I think you'll find it accurate. Doctors are basically trained to prescribe drugs to pr suppress symptoms. We typically use what are called, what I call anti-meds, antidepressants, anti-hypertensive, antibiotics. If you're looking for some other kind of treatment or some kind of advice or information, then you need to see an integrative or functional physician. Your average doctor is not trained in nutrition, diet, other types of therapeutic modalities. They're trained to prescribe drugs. And that's pretty much the job. Yes, we are also trained in diagnoses, running t tests, and these kind of things. But ultimately, the treatment, by and large, is going to be a prescription drug. Now, some have expanded a bit beyond that but rarely go into a lot of depth into other types of treatments. So if you're looking for something else, then you need to find another type of doctor. Like I say, somebody who's trained in integrative medicine or functional medicine, and you can find those people on the internet. See, internet does come in handy. <laughs> uh, but don't blame your doctor for doing what they're trained to do. Uh, 
you know, if you go to a barber, you get a haircut. It's the same thing here. You're going to a certain type of person and they're going to be trained a certain way to use certain therapies. That's what you're getting. If you don't want that, find somebody else. Now, what should you expect from your doctor? And again, these are kind of my take on this thing, but I think most doctors could uh, agree with at least most of these things. First and foremost, expect courtesy and also attentiveness. If I'm not paying attention, I'm not going to be able to understand what your problem is. Everybody deserves common courtesy and respect. Uh, I give that to everyone unless they prove that that is not something they deserve. But they all have the benefit of the doubt, and I think every physician should do that. In the office visit, I'm in primary care, and most primary care docs have the same issue. Computers get in the way. But we have to deal with them. Documentation is everything these days. And unfortunately, and the research shows that we now spend, as physicians, particularly in primary care, about half of our time pushing buttons on these computers. It's a pain in the butt. I hate it. <laughs> but if I'm going to stay in business, it's what I've got to do. It interferes. I know that. You know that. But at this point, there's really no other solution to it. Uh, I apologize for it. Um, even though it's not my fault, <laughs> I didn't want this. I would gladly do it a different way, but this is where the rant about insurance and government really uh, plays a role. <laughs> I see my job to answer the question, why? Meaning, if you have a symptom, well then why do you have it? What is it that's causing that? And then furthermore, to try and find a solution for it. Something has to be causing the problem. Something has to be causing these symptoms. So I look at it as my job to figure that out. And we should provide coherent answers. Saying you're old, depressed, just genetics. I mean, those are rarely good answers. They're typically given because somebody doesn't know anything else to say. <laughs> they don't really have any clues to what's going on. They don't have any real you know, significant answers or plausible descriptions of what's happening and why. Uh, so we should answer your questions as well as possible also. And that goes back to this coherent answers here about this. Why are you having these symptoms? Now, we might have to do some detective work to find that. We might have to run some labs before I can answer that, before I can diagnose anything. But at some point, I should be able to have enough information, enough data, where I can make a pretty good guess and a pretty good estimate as to what's happening. And I have to say that most of the time I know pretty certainly what's happening, even sometimes without running tests. Symptoms are a gateway to the answers. They give me clues about what may be causing these problems. So sometimes you have to be patient. Like I say, sometimes we have to spend some time. It's going to take maybe even a couple visits, a few different labs, a few different tests to figure out what's going on. But typically, we'll get there. Also, expect your doctor to be on time as much as possible. I try to do that constantly. Like I mentioned before, we schedule each person with their own time. 
when you're told 9.15, that 9.15 is your time and no one else's. Many doctors are kind of late because they do what's called block scheduling, meaning, say, between 9 and 10 a.m., they just schedule six patients. They don't have any patient have any particular time. Whoever gets there first goes in first. I never thought that was a good idea. One of the biggest complaints has always been, I have to wait in a doctor's office for an hour. This is, I find, a way to avoid that. So I value your time as well. Now, most of the time, I'm on time. Occasionally, I'm running behind, and that can be for a number of different reasons, but it's usually even then not a lot. But I try to be on time as much as possible. When I do come up with a treatment plan, I want to give you the reasons for it and outline it as much as possible. We go through this where I prioritize it and give you information and descriptions of the different treatments that I'm suggesting. You should have as much information as possible to be able to decide what course of action to take. I see that as an important part of this process. And if you're just being thrown antidepressants or anti-anxiety drugs or something like that, you're just told it's all in your head, I would go find someone else. Now, true, some people are just kind of (laughs) crazy. I have some people like that. But at the same time, often these symptoms are really physically based. There are things that cause emotional disruption as well as physical disruption. I deal with them the same way. I try and find out why they happen. Now, sometimes these are just directly emotional. Trauma can have some of these effects, and there are ways to deal with this trauma. But occasionally I get a person, they're just nuts. (laughs) But that's rare. I mean, it's not real common. So if you're being told this, you really should make sure that they're not just saying this because they don't have any other answer for you. Going back to some of these treatments, I always give diet information to patients, and particularly new patients. And if it's for a physical, we also give them an exercise plan as well. I wonder how many people actually follow it because I'll have people ask me for a diet plan after we've already gone over it for them, sometimes even a couple times. But diet is really the basis of health. Uh, I think it's important. The diet plan that I use is based on public scientific research. Works great, less filling. I think everybody should give this a lot of attention in their life. So hopefully you do as well. You will find that information on our website, www.colecenter.com. It's up there and listed. Now, in terms of the other staff, the office and nursing staff, they should be able to answer appropriate questions on a timely basis. Again, sometimes there's a bit of a lag there. We do get busy. We're not always going to be able to get back to you in five or ten minutes. It might be the next day. But remember also who you're talking with. You're not going to get all kinds of answers for medical questions from a receptionist. That just won't. That's not what they're trained to do. They don't have that knowledge. But in terms of their appropriate information and appropriate questions, yes. You should expect to be dealt with, again, with courtesy and attentiveness and on a timely basis. And remember, we don't always have all the answers. And unfortunately, some problems just aren't even fixable. Unfortunately, for many of us, we do get old and things don't don't work as well. 
and not to be morbid, but we all are going to die. And that means we have to die of something. And sometimes medicine just doesn't have the answer for these. Hopefully we just kind of all die in our sleep, fade away peacefully, but it doesn't always happen. Whether it's cancer or stroke, heart attack, whatever it is that happens, something's going to get us. But expect also to be dealt with compassionately during this time. You know, this transition is not an easy one. So expect the physician and the staff to be able to deal with that in a way that is supportive and compassionate and to help with that process. So I hope that this has been of help. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, I appreciate it. But hopefully you take it to heart, and I hope that your next office visit with your doctor goes more smoothly and is much more productive for you. Take care and talk with you later.